0: From the cricket field to the cow shed, it's the Country Sport Breakfast with Brian Kelly on Gold Sport.
1: We'll talk uh, Super Rugby now, of course. Gold Sport is your home of all the Super Rugby commentary across the season, up and running for the 2024 season. Joining us to look back at round one, captain of the Gold Sport commentary team, Elliot Smith. Morning, Elliot.
0: Very good morning, PK.
1: Righto, let's start with Game 1, and it was a repeat, a rematch of the 2023 final, really, wasn't it? Uh, and, uh, you know, I thought it'd be the Chiefs' easy winners, but it wasn't that way, was it? It was a real
0: scrap. Yeah, well, 40 minutes in and 27-10 up, it looked like the Chiefs are going to cruise past the Crusaders and make a real statement as to their intent at the Super Rugby season, but in the second half, credit to the Crusaders. I mean, they they fought back and it didn't look like it it in the first spell. They had some moments in that first spell, but it was definitely all the Chiefs, but the Crusaders managed to claw their way back brilliantly. Uh, I thought, take the lead, and uh, but for a couple of parts of ill discipline in the uh, final five or six minutes, they would have won that match. So I think the Chiefs would be pretty happy to get the, the win on the board, but I think as well, equally, the Crusaders would be happy to show some signs of life in that second spell, which we pleasing to, to Rob Penny. If they'd come away from Hamilton with a 30-40 point defeat, that could have been uh, a real kick in the guts and a, a bit of a, a hard one to turn around this early in the season, but they showed some fight and, and rallied, and um, I, I think the Chiefs will obviously be the happier of the two teams, but I think there'll be some Pleased, um, Cantabrian's head into Monday morning training this morning as well, having um, you know rallied and, and got back and, uh, and got that losing bonus point.
1: Because when you think about it, I mean, the Crusaders were without some really key players. I mean, you know, that's, it's almost a new look
0: team, isn't it? Well, it had certainly struck as a rebuilding year for the Crusaders with um, mm. with no White Lock uh, obviously anymore. Moanga's gone, yeah, Scott Robertson coaches departed, but then a whole weight of uh, unavailabilities for. Round one, Blackadder, Havili, um, a whole host of other players, mm. Cody Taylor still out, um, and other injuries as well. Um, it wasn't the team that Rob Penny would have liked to pick in round one. So to show that sort of um, character, I guess to dig deep, um, was very, very good. But I think ultimately the Chiefs deserved their win, uh, no doubt about that. And the, and the way they performed in the first half showed yeah, some real electric skill and, and showed what Damian and Indy certainly Are capable of. So it's it's quite a funny one. I mean, the Chiefs will obviously, as I said, be the happier of the two teams. But um, I think Clayton McMillan and and the Chiefs coaching staff will be wondering how they managed to let the Crusaders back into that uh, in in the second spell.
1: And a little bit of work to do on the technology side of things with the new mouth guards, (laughs) too,
0: isn't there? Yeah, there is. And um, look, I'm, I'm glad this didn't become a huge issue in every game over the course of the weekend. Otherwise, they could have really had a problem on their hands. Uh, obviously, it seems confined to that Chiefs Crusaders game where we saw Quinn Strange and uh, Anthony Brown come off the park and uh, have to go for HIAs based on the data that had been presented by their smart mouth guards. Now, I've seen another article uh, this morning, which, or late last night, was suggested there was an issue with the Bluetooth of all things at FMG Stadium in Waikato, which meant that they were getting some delayed readings uh, around that. So... Uh, perhaps they need to fix that for the next Chiefs home game uh, to make sure it's all set. Because, to be honest, there wasn't too many other issues over the course of the weekend. The Six Nations have been using it, uh, this this, uh, tournament, and there hasn't been widespread issues there. Um, If they can get the technology right, then ultimately I think it is a a good thing for for rugby and, and protecting players. But also, at the same time, you don't want you know, players having to leave the field every five minutes for HIA. So yeah. there's a bit of confusion. But I think ultimately, uh, if they get to the right spot, they'll um, there'll be in a good spot, rugby.
1: Right, let's move on. The Canes and uh, the Western Force. And the Canes did really what they had to do against the Western Force. 44 points to 14, starting the uh, Clark Laidlaw era off with a, with a bang. So a good start for the Canes.
0: I think the Chiefs, uh, sorry the, the Canes can be very, very happy with this, uh, this win. Uh, it's a tricky place to go, Perth, at the best of times, you know, um, midnight kickoff. You've got to adjust quickly to the time zone, which is so different to, you know, New Zealand, but also even the the um, uh, you know eastern seaboard of Australia. It can be quite tricky as well. So to go over to Western Australia, uh, adjust to that time zone and, and pull off a, a thirty point victory, I thought was very very impressive. They're missing their returning captain and Brad Shields. Uh, they were missing Cam Gardner, and he made that cameo off the bench. But I think that was a really promising. Hurricanes' performance against the Western Force team, which um, not people weren't necessarily picking for the uh, the top four this year, but had recruited well in the off-season. They managed to get some names in that they perhaps hadn't had otherwise. Um, yet the, the Hurricanes uh, blew them off the park, and they had to rally. They had to defend really hard in the second half as the, the, the Force threatened to come back. There were some goal-line scrambles and some really good goal-line defence, but... Um, I think the Hurricanes and, and Coach Clark Laidlaw as a, a new man to Super Rugby and, and by and large, he coaching in 15s will be very happy with what he saw over the weekend and, and something really good to build on as they um, head closer to home with uh, with uh, you know, the Super Round in Melbourne this weekend.
1: The game you called on Saturday night was the Blues, Fiji and Drua, a 34-10 win for the Blues, but Coach Vern Cotter wasn't over the moon with the uh, Blues performance, was he?
0: Not particularly, no. And I can understand why. They, at, at halftime, had similar to the Chiefs to an extent, although the Fiji and Jordan didn't capitalise as much as the Crusaders, but um, yeah, they had you know, a, a real chance to um, drive their opposition into the ground and, and make a form of a statement in the opening round. But it was uh, the Blues who, in the second half, looked um, a little lethargic and, and couldn't quite take their opportunities. And probably, in the end, the, the scoreline flattered them to an extent. Uh, at halftime... They scored, you know, uh, I think I had four or five tries on the ball in the first spell and looking very, very comfortable. But um, the second half probably lacked a bit of punch and um, they had to make a couple of changes. They had a yellow card in the second spell. and they Christie went off. Um, I think you take the first half, the, the Blues would be very, very happy because the Drawer have been an improving side and, and they didn't allow them into the contest. Um, you know, Drawer had a superb spell of attack for the opening five, six, seven minutes. Couldn't make anything of it, and before they drill could look up again, the Blues had scored three quick tries. So, I think the Blues will be relatively happy with their first half performance. Some of their tack was quite nice, but their discipline really needs to be sorted out, considered far too many penalties. There was a stop start game, um, some easy uh, ruck penalties they gave away uh, over the course of the game. So, that needs to be tidied up um, as they as they head into uh, this weekend and, and, and the Highlanders and, and bigger challenges to come. I think. Uh, ultimately, points taken from the opening weekend means that the Blues will be happy. But uh, as you said, being quite a hard man to please and uh, oh, opening yeah. round of Super Rugby, plenty of things to improve on. Yeah,
1: he'll have the boys working hard this week, that's for sure. And the Landers and Moana Pacifica, that was a ripper of a game. After trailing 18-14 at halftime, the Highlanders stormed home with a 35-21 win and some incredible tries in that game,
0: weren't they? Oh, wasn't there? Absolutely. Some long-range stuff. Oh, I thought it was an absolute doozy of a game for both teams. And and look, I think many people this year probably had predicted the Highlanders maybe in the lower half, certainly, of the top eight, and Moana probably missing out entirely. But what it did show to me is that there's a lot of promise in, in both teams, and, and whether it gets realised this year or whether it's a couple of years down the track, if they can keep a lot of these young players that both sides have got together... Uh, then they can build on that in the next couple of years. And I know it's a sad thing they're saying in round one, but I, I think there, there was plenty of promise for the for coming seasons from what we saw there. A lot of enterprise, a lot of um, high-paced tries and, and uh, long-range tries, as you said there. I think the, the Highlanders have shown they've got a real nucleus of young talent that they can build this team around. Um, so I think there's a, a you know, perhaps an era of, of optimism around both of these teams, as I said, whether it gets realised this year or not. I think Moana Pacifica a lot of expecting them to come uh, last. They've shown that they're going to be not you know a force to reckon with a, a really tough team to push over, which is exactly what we want from Moana as they continue to build in this, this competition. And the Highlanders, you know, going to be tricky under the roof. I thought Reece Patchell, their first five out of Wales was excellent, mm. um, and a couple of other young players, Sean Withley, I think is a, a real improver. Um, to the Highlanders on the blind side flank as well, so a lot to like from from both teams as we head into this uh, the Super Rugby season.
1: And in the Aussie games, interesting to see the Reds thump New South Wales.
0: Yeah, I think the Reds might actually be a a real challenger for the title this year. Uh, they've got a new coach, Lee Kiss, who is highly rated. Uh, they've made a couple of key recruitments in the off season. One of them being former All Blacks prop Alex Hodgman, who's um, who's joined the um, the Reds this season. Uh, and and is willing to make the Wallabies debut if he's pulled upon. So um, I think they've made a couple of astute observations there. They've picked out well in terms of uh, their first fives. They've got a young academy um, that's developing well. And, of course, Tate McDermott uh, has been there for a number of seasons now as their halfback. And uh, I think the Reds, especially in the home patch, Suncorp Stadium, are going to be very, very difficult to beat. They play expansively. They can play tight. Um, they're, they're a team I think to watch this season because it looks like uh, under Liz Kiss uh, perhaps not the case under Brad Thorne that they uh, might have a winning combination the Waratahs though uh, less said about them the better and it could be a, a tricky game for them against the Crusaders this weekend.
1: Yeah absolutely. Did you have a standout player for the for the weekend Elliot?
0: Oh look I, I think if you, if you look at uh, the, the Chiefs performance Iteni Nana Satoru stood out for me. I thought he was uh, excellent uh, for all 80 minutes um, I think he's a real player that um, is developing quite nicely. He was a player of promise about five or six years ago. Went off the radar a wee bit, but he's come back quite nicely and was vital in that Chiefs performance. So uh, I, I really liked his performance. I thought Hoskins and Tutu stood up for the Blues too. So uh, I'll, I'll give it to Inatini uh, Natusaturo for my player of the round, BK.
1: Fantastic. Good to catch up, mate. Uh, have a nice uh, week, and we'll uh, talk again soon. Sounds yeah, good. Cheers, BK. Elliot Smith joining us, captain of our commentary team, and of course across next weekend, starting Friday night, we'll have live commentaries.